0: you could unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you could unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 833-8ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as a 12, 12 Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. And consumer access. Not over 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information.
1: Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation, with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio.
2: We are delighted to welcome you to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, Carol's Executive Director of the WellMint Charitable Foundation. She's a past chair of the Board of Directors for the National Council on Aging, a member of the RAISE Family Caregiver Advisory Council under the Federal Department of Health and Human Services, and they not long ago sent their comprehensive recommendations on caregiving to Congress, and they're awaiting swift, not-so-fast congressional action. Don't hold your breath, but they are working on it. She has a master's degree in social gerontology, nearly 30 years experience in the field of aging and caregiving, and was Next Avenue Top 50 Influencer on Aging. And we are delighted to have a chance, Carol, to talk about a topic I know you really care about, and that's how to make your care recipients home age-wise.
3: That Yeah, it's so important. And I can remember about... 15 years ago, when the light finally went on, this idea of prevention, this idea of doing something first, so that something bad doesn't happen later on. Uh, And a little bit of planning, a little bit of foresight can make aging much better. Uh, And and if you don't fall, and if you don't end up in the hospital, you're going to have a better experience overall. That's quality of life. So it's an important topic.
2: We're going to make good happen when we welcome, as we do now, Florence McCauley, founder of Age Wise Home. Florence has an MBA and a variety of other degrees. She's a certified aging in place specialist, founder and owner of Age Wise Home. Lives in Washington D.C. and has always been driven by learning and understanding the ever changing needs of aging families and the demands on caregivers. Her experiences include working in a hospital, assisted living facilities, nursing homes and personal care homes, and she's given a first-hand look and a unique perspective to age-wise. So Florence, it's great to have you with us.
4: Thank you so much for having me. I'm in such great company, so thank you.
2: Tell us a bit about what you mean by age-wise.
4: So just like Carol was saying, it's all about a plan. So we, we hope that we age, but how is the surroundings aging as well? How is your home going to age with you? How is your community going to age with you? And will you have the support that you need? So aging-wise is a combination of planning, 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 and planning some more.
2: And we know that uh, most folks would prefer aging in place. They Mm want to stay home. A lot of research done, for example, on doctors who have been hospitalized and all universally safe, they're going to die. They want to be at home. But not all our homes, as you know so well, Florence, are really adapted at the moment to caring for someone who's aging.
4: You're absolutely correct. And and I love that you both are familiar with D.C. I think any major city we build up. But when you think about aging in place, we want to build out. We want to have that first floor set up. We want to be able to have a master bathroom, a master bedroom on the first level. We wanna have reduced number of stairs to enter. And when those things are not just there, you have to think about alternatives. And so what we really focus on is making sure that we educate people about what is your home offering you right now? Will you be able to navigate around your home in five years, 10 years? And if the answer is no, what modifications that you need to make, simple modifications or extensive modifications, in order to improve that quality of life so that you can live in the home that you've lived for cared for, for,
3: you know, many, many decades. Well, and and what you said just about the step that really Mm -hmm. caught my attention because people think stairs and sometimes don't realize it's just the front porch that we're talking about. It can be one step that Mm -hmm. if you're in a wheelchair um, and And don't have some sort of a little bit of a lift that yes. one step can seem like a great wall of China you're right um, if you don't do something about it you're absolutely correct, and part of
4: what my mission is is making sure that I educate people on if this is what you want your home, if this is your home and you want to stay there, what can we do now? Don't wait until you have a medical or an injury incident what forces you to make those changes. Think about it now with a clear mind and a very calm spirit. So you can really look at your home objectively to think about what changes that you can make. And, you know, modifications are not always cheap, depending on your level of function. So you really want to think about, hey, okay, I'm moving around this weird door or going up a crickety step. Is it going to be okay if my function isn't as great as it is now? So it's really taking stock and looking at your home objectively to really understand what changes you have to make. But share with so, us
2: in a minute what got Florence McCauley interested in AgeWise, and let me remind folks who may have just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host Carol Zernial, and Florence McCauley is with us, founder of AgeWise Home. So Florence, of all the things you could have done, and, and <laughs> listening to you, and looking at you, and, and, and incredible energy that just emanates Thank you. from you,
4: <laughs> Thank you, what
2: led you into AgeWise?
4: So, there was a couple things. I um was blessed with a granddad who just recently passed away at a hundred. and I always had a very objective view. If my granddad can't do it, then it can't be done. I literally was looking for a home that he would be able to enter safely. And I knew if he couldn't enter safely, then that would be an op- wouldn't be an option for me. And then also having a medical um, event myself where, I wasn't able to walk, I needed um, care 24 hours for a, for, you know for about two months. And so going through that, knowing what I know, I was thinking, how would my elderly clients navigate their homes if they weren't able to move as well? So having those situations and being blessed to have a granddad for as long as I did, it allowed me to think, okay, how can I better serve my clients? How can I better serve my patients when they're in their favorite place, which is their home? And so that's how Age Wise Home was born. Well, Florence,
3: are there like the usual suspects? You, you know, you've got the whole house to think about. Yeah. Where do you, where are the most common kinds of modifications that people might need to think about and then maybe prioritize? I would say always
4: prioritize the entrance because in a case of an emergency, you have to be able to exit your home quickly and safely. Um, the other thing is a bathroom. The majority of falls um, with the elderly happen on their way to the bathroom in the bathroom. So when you think about how a bathroom is laid out, a lot of times it's not conducive to someone who's using a walker or a wheelchair. And then you have to think about just increasing the accessibility. And so when, you, when I think about those two things, it, those are one of the reasons why people end up not even getting discharged home. They end up getting discharged to a rehab facility because their home is not considered a safe discharge. So if I had to say two places, I would have to say always assess how you get in and out of your home and also the bathroom. And well, what are the cool.
2: modifications you would make to a bathroom?
4: Well, depending on their level of function, I think one of the biggest things we have to think about is just getting in the door. Um, We have a lot of older homes where the doorway could be as little as 28 inches, and we're recommending 30 to 32, especially if there is any concern about a wheelchair or being bariatric where things have to just be a little wider. So it really starts with the entrance and then the shower. So I always recommend more so like a curbless shower, grab bars, anything that's going to help your safety. All of that changes, of course, if you have a caregiver to help you. And there would be modifications taking the caregiver into account to make sure that if I'm helping you in the shower, the shower is going to be big enough for both of us and a wheelchair. If that is needed or a shower chair. So the modifications can range from just widening the doorway to totally gutting the shower to make sure that it's accessible and it's curbless. And I know you
2: mentioned curbless. Uh, Pardon me, Carol. There are showers where you don't need that curb to keep the water from flowing out.
4: Yes, because they change the the position of the drains and the direction of the drains, And so when you have and one of the biggest things I always stress when you are using a um, doing modification is that you want to definitely get someone who's a certified agent of play specialist who works with contractors who have this experience. There are really great contractors who are really good at what they do, but this is a totally different subset where you really want to make sure that the the person that is going to do the work understands what the ultimate goal is and to make sure that anything that we do has to age with you. So you just want to make sure that that conversation starts early. Because you never know what you're going to need, but if you have an accessible shower, you have a wide enough doorway where you're able to navigate with a wheelchair or walker, then you are pretty much
3: taking care of 90% of the issues so are you finding that the materials the building materials themselves are thinking about the the walk-in the lipless shower that you're talking Mm -hmm. about um are there improvements in the field of either home design or home remodel that are that didn't used to exist is it easier now or is it still a real challenge for people to find you know this this type of modification so it's easy to find
4: products because I get excited because now they have grab bars in a matte black. They have a brass. So they've really thought about it not looking like a hospital, making sure that you can have a fabulous home that's accessible. So I think the market is really trending towards things that are a lot more pleasing to the eye. And I think that's very important when you think about resale. You want to make sure that your home is accessible, but it isn't to a point where someone like myself would be um, off-put by what you've done. Um, but in terms of the modifications, contractors, it depends on their availability. And some of them are really not that excited about doing a home modification project because it's not just something they routinely do. So you have to take into account where actually having a contractor who, is, um, who specializes in the work, who actually has experience in the work, That to me is one of the bigger barriers to getting the modifications is finding the people to actually do the work well.
2: Hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you and Carol. (laughs) I'm Ron Aaron. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. Our co-host Carol Zonial is with us and we're delighted to talk on our Caregiver SOS On Air hotline with Florence McCauley, founder of AgeWise Home. And we're going to find out in a couple of moments what in the world an ergonomics assessment specialist does. Thanks for being with us here on Caregiver SOS On Air. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed... Ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello, friend.
0: Hello, will Really good to see you once again. Hello, friend. Hello, friend.
3: Really good to see you once again.
2: I'm We're so pleased you are sticking with us right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. Our special guest, Lawrence McCauley, on our... Caregiver SOS on our hotline is with us. Carol Zurniel, our co-host, is here as well, and we're talking about how to make that home age-wise. And one of the things that I noticed in your bio, uh, Florence, is that you are an ergonomics assessment specialist. What does that mean?
4: So actually, it's very important now. It really is making sure that your workstation is set up properly because a lot of times now that people are working for home, they're in really poor positioning. And when you are trying to work and do an activity that is for a significant amount of time, you run the risk of developing overuse injuries. And so a lot of times what we really focus on is positioning and especially at your workstation is making sure that you're in the proper position, your, work, your workstation is modified to what you need, not the other way around, to reduce those um, overuse injuries that are associated with work like carpal tunnel or just, you know, tense shoulders and things like that.
3: Well, I mean, don't you sort of apply that same kind of thinking when you're looking at remodeling your home in terms of, I'm thinking of the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, how many steps you take from the refrigerator mm-hmm. back to the counter, to your work, yes. work surfaces. So um, there's a method to the madness. Yes, <laughs> There's definitely a a
4: method. I was going to say just madness. No, there's a lot of methods of madness. Um, But you have to think, I have clients who are 4'11 and I've had clients who are 6'5. Some of them are married to each other, so that's a little difficult. But when you think about what that person needs, aging in place and aging wise is so specific to that person. That you have to think about what they would need. So for someone who's a little taller, I might recommend that the cabinets be a little higher because once you, you know, it's a lot difficult to bend over for things, especially when you get older because of pain. You, you have no idea if you might be dizzy based on any uh, your medical diagnosis or anything going on. So we want to make sure that if we're going to adjust your home, it is specific to you and the people who need to help care for you.
2: Carol and I are both height challenged, and I can uh, remember staying, for example, in, in a guest room in some people's homes mm-hmm. where the bathroom counter was so high, yes. I had to stand on my tiptoes to get yes. to use the sink.
4: Yes, I've been there. I have my my favorite aunt. She's six foot flat footed, and her husband is six five. I literally have a step stool just to get everywhere on the bed, try to get something out of the cabinet and their home is built perfectly for them. But if they want me to visit, I need things just brought down a little bit lower, just put them on the cabinet on the counter so that I can easily reach them. And that's what aging a place is, is really making
3: sure that all the modifications are to your needs to have the best quality of life and increase your safety. Well, you're reminding me yesterday morning as I was fixing breakfast, I realized that what I needed was on the top shelf. And I literally, I will jump up on the countertop and sometimes stand on my kitchen counter to reach the top shelf. So I should probably do some planning now. I would appreciate that. So that that. when I can't jump on the (laughs) countertop... Or I need to rearrange the kitchen at the very least, you know. I'm not sure OSHA
2: approved jumping on a countertop.
3: Yes, no, I don't think they would. But those are the simple
4: modifications that we can make. Because I think as soon as you hear home modification, you think about all these dollars. There's really simple things that you can do with rearranging your furniture. Changing things that are mostly or frequently used that are easily accessible, like on the lower counter, or making sure that light switches are a little bit higher versus lower, adding grab bars. Those are what we consider and using night lights. I, I love a night light because during the time, during at night, we understand that people want to rush to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. A night light is one of the best and easiest ways to make sure that your path is always illuminated to decrease the risk of a fall. So you have easy modifications that can cost 10 bucks, and you have some that can go up to the thousands.
3: Well, I've discovered, you know, I love holiday lights, and I'm always Mm -hmm. sorry when all the holiday season is over, but I've discovered that holiday lights are festive, number one, and number two, they make great night lights, and so I got some little holiday trees, and I just put lights on them, and I leave them up year-round with the little lights, and they're excellent for getting around the cats and the house at night when it's dark. I
4: like that. I might have to steal that idea. That's a really good way because I I like to marry the function and the decor because you don't want someone to not be comfortable in their own home. So I think that's a good way of marrying those two things.
2: And let's not overlook what Carol was suggesting when she said, uh, illuminate the cats. Uh, I've got a friend (laughs) who severely broke an arm tripping over his dog Mm. while he was going to the restroom in the middle Mm -hmm. of the night. Black dog, black carpet, never saw him. Uh, Mm -hmm. And for especially seniors, uh, animals can be a real hazard.
4: Yes. You know, it's, it's so interesting you brought that up. I had a woman from, I think she was from New Hampshire. And she said, I hope you have a program to help me with my dog. And I said, I don't, but because I, I've had people who have had several falls as they're trying to walk their dogs. Their dog doesn't always know that they're a little older and moving differently. That dog will or cat will do whatever they wanna do. So it's just trying to either get the dog trained or have someone else um, have that responsibility of actually holding the leash, but you accompany them out on the walk. But yeah, it, it's it. there's a lot of, unfortunately, There's a lot of situations where someone can have a fall and it can be a lot more devastating when you're dealing with the elderly.
2: How do you work? Do people invite you in to do an assessment of their homes?
4: Yes, a lot of times I get referrals from past clients and then I'm on the resource list of a lot of different organizations because the one thing I do know is people don't know that people like me exist. And so these different resources are really helpful with the educating. And then they're like, oh, I get it. And that's when they say, hey, can you come out and do an assessment? I always offer a 30-minute cons- free consultation because sometimes the clients don't know what they need, but they know they need help. And so my job is to really have a conversation with them and explain to them, this is what you're telling me, and this is what I'm concluding that would best benefit you. And so I really, I, I honestly tell people in their 40s to start thinking about this if they're going to buy their forever home, are you able to
3: get in this home now and will you be able to do it in 20, 10 years from now? Well, and I recently saw an article that I thought was so smart. We were talking about prevention, we're talking mm-hmm. about planning, and mm-hmm. they looked at their home and they made a five year plan mm-hmm. from you know, five years before retirement to modify mm-hmm. their home and get it where it needed to be by the time yeah. they retired. So they spent X amount of dollars mm-hmm. each year yes. doing, you know, one room or one project at a time. And then it becomes affordable. It can be very expensive to it modify everything. Expensive. Yes. And especially now, all the costs are going up mm-hmm. and so that that planning and that thinking a um, you can prioritize which you know we talked about earlier mm-hmm. so you're not spending more than you have uh, mm-hmm. and you may have to let some things go but somebody like you can say these are the not these are the non-negotiables this you correct. have to have correct and I love that plan
4: because I always say it's it's never too early to start planning for your future especially the future that you want when you're 70 80 90 it's like it's not just where you want to live it's how you want to live you know you want to be able to enjoy your space but you want to be safe in it so I love that plan because the modifications can be very expensive and I know when people call me because oh my mother fell I need to do this and this and this and I go in the home and you think about it's like this could have been a lot worse than it is but we also could have started this process five years ago before she had a change in her function or her cognition. So you're absolutely correct. The best thing to do is plan ahead and do it in increments so it's not too overwhelming.
2: Now, as someone certified as you are as a dementia practitioner, what Mm -hmm. does that mean?
4: So what my job is, is really to explain the process of what each person with dementia is going through to their caregivers, because one thing is everyone's dementia is different, but there are very consistent changes in your function and obviously your cognition. So I really try to educate caregivers on this is what to expect. If they're at this stage, these are the things to expect. And also learning how to communicate with them. Have a memory book. Have a, a very structured routine. Make sure that you're thinking about how they see the world, not just the way that you see the world. Because if you allow yourself to think about it in a different perspective, you're not going to approach situations the same. So just really tell them to you know, give yourself some grace, learn how to communicate differently to get the best outcome for the person that is diagnosed with dementia.
3: Well, and one of the new areas with dementia is recognizing the role of environment on that person who's living with dementia. You know, for too long, we didn't realize that the clutter was overwhelming the person um, and causing that agitation. And, And so... Some, working with somebody who understands the impact of environment, the impact with memory loss and agitation yes. and, and different times of day and lighting, all of that, um, then all of a sudden you're alleviating those behavior problems that are causing exactly. you, the caregiver, all that stress.
4: You're absolutely correct. Because I tell people, if you're not able to speak, how are you going to show people how you feel? And a lot of times it's through your actions. And some of those actions come off as you know, agitation, frustration, aggression where it's just like, I don't know how to tell you what I need and how I feel. And into planning, I always tell my clients if they have someone with dementia, you need to ask, it's it's a form that I've developed to say, what is your favorite sweater? Do you like coffee that's black or with cream? I wanna make sure that I'm proactively thinking about anything that you need to decrease your level of frustration. So if I know that you like to wake up at nine o'clock in the morning, and have your coffee before you do anything else. That's what I'm going to do because that's going to make my day easier and you're going to be happy as a person who's no longer able to speak for themselves.
2: Started doing something that I should have been doing for years. I get the coffee ready to start before I go to bed. So yeah. when I wake up, either my wife or I just hit the button, boom, it's ready.
3: Oh, that's smart. Well, then and we it's want so to they have simple. timers, Ron. They have coffee pots with timers on them. <laughs> it,
2: it has one, but I can't figure it out. <laughs>
4: I'm a tea drinker myself, but I get it though. You know, I'm obsessed with my new uh, tea kettle, but I just really think that anything that you need or anything you want, you want to make sure that the people who are going to care for you, your loved ones, they all know what you
3: need. So you get that coffee when you wake up. That's the least I should get. Well, before we run out of time, is there a website? If people want to learn more about you or what you do, where would they find you?
4: Oh, awesome. Please visit us at agewisehome.com. It gives us uh, all the information you need about our services. One thing that's not yet on the website is um, courses that I have developed. I have a dementia course and also a caregiver course. And the caregiver course is really learning how to make sure you take care of yourself. And depending on the diagnosis of your loved one, you might have to lift them. You might have to do certain things that you were never trained to do. And so I'm making sure that we empower caregivers with education. And just resources to make sure that they're able to take care of their loved one, but not at the expense of their mental, emotional, and social well-being.
2: AgeWiseHome.com. Yes. And do you give talks to groups?
4: I do, by request. I can talk about this all the time. So anytime <laughs> anyone asks me to stay, talk about Agent Place, I'm like, I am ready. Um, yes, I've had groups um, reach out to me. Different villages, like villages of Palisade in D.C. and other organizations are just interested in learning more because it's still not just an easy topic to find out about. So anytime I get a chance to talk, I will definitely spread the word.
2: Florence McCauley, you've been a great guest. Thank you so much. Thank you. Florence McCauley, founder of Age Wise Home. For Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On
1: Air.
0: Great news from Rocket Mortgage. You could unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In fact, in the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. That means you could unlock thousands of dollars. And with Rocket Mortgage, you could unlock all that cash in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up because nobody knows how long these low rates will last. Put your hard-earned money to work. Make your life better. Build a home office. Remodel your kitchen. Or simply save that cash for a rainy day. Today's rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.25%, 3.48% APR, so you can lock in a great low monthly payment. When you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call eight three three eight 8 rocket today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. That's eight three three eight 8 rocket or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Rates current as of 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. From Consumer Access number 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information.